Alright then. Alright. We've been up to him. Uh working. Have you? Yes. What have you been up to? Not working. <laughs> I think <don't know>, you're <coughs> dying. I, I am of the illness. Oh man, everyone's ill at the moment. It's it's befallen all of us. Yeah, it's, it's taking some good men and women down. I know. I, I went round to my parents to get cough mixture. <laughs> they didn't have any and they offered it and I said yes. Uh, it's funny actually, while I was there, my dad started talking about like jabs. Because like, where I work, it's ideal that I get a flu jab to yeah. avoid the flu. So Can I just say... What? The last time I saw my dad, I got a lecture about not having a flu jab. Because <laughs> I'm asthmatic. My dad was like, uh, wow, you've got to have a flu jab. I was like, I've never had one before. Wow, you got to. you got to start taking care of yourself. Look after yourself. Yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> cool. Fucking <laughs> you know. Well, my dad started talking about jabs in general after that. And he started telling me about a tetanus jab he had to have. Now, do you remember at, at St. Vincent, the local leisure centre, mm-hmm. That they used to have a artificial football pitch called the Red Gra. Yeah, Red Gra, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what that was actually made of? The substance they use as a football pitch pitch for you to actually play on. Do you remember what it was? Well, I remember it be, being like little stones. It was concrete. Yeah. Topped with basically brick dust yeah. and tiny little chippings. Yeah. So... It wasn't something you should be playing football on. No, we pl- God, I f- n- haven't thought about the Red Graph for about 20 no, years. I mean, what a name, is it? Who named that? We shall name it the Red Graph. Red Graph! <laughs> yeah, that's a great name, yeah. So anyway, my dad proceeds to tell me this story about when he forgot he was playing on that certain surface and he went for a slide and tackle and basically ripped all the skin off of his leg. I was like, lovely. Nice bit of road rash. Mm-hmm. He then went to work. He used to work in the dockyard over Portsmouth. Yeah. And he went to the nurse the old medic because his jeans were sticking to his leg where he'd skinned it and yeah. left a nice oozy plasma collection oh god so that's no, like yeah fine no worries so I'll, um, I'll cover it up it's all good not a problem and then like an old as he describes battle axe matron walks in looks at it and she starts giving it the old mm. and she's just looking at it and nodding he says and he goes about his business gets it dressed gets himself dressed, goes to do one, and the matron basically cuts him off and goes, uh, quite nasty that. When was the last time you had a tetanus shot? And because my dad went, uh, that was too long ago. Turn around, please, drop trousers. Because back then it was only in the arse. Right. And he said he didn't even have a chance to, like, loosen up. He said he was just leaning over to get a grip of something to prepare himself. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, until you sort of coupled on yeah. to something out you're quite tense aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. so your butt cheeks are quite clenched you yeah. said he was still clenched and she just drove this needle into his ass that's so <laughs> just paralysed him and I was just glad I don't have to do that <laughs> anymore well it's funny because I can remember um, when uh, my old housemate Kendall was redoing our flat mm. um I'd been really busy at work and stuff or whatever and I hadn't been round to see it since he'd like knocked everything down because he's a builder so he's doing almost the work yeah, himself yeah. and mate, mates home. yeah mates of yeah yeah mates of mine um, had been going round to help and you know knocking down walls and climbing up things and doing all kinds of dangerous shit and, and they were all absolutely fine I walked into the house the flat I walked up the stairs 
and the first thing that happened to me was uh, I trod on a nail, it went through the bottom of my Doc Martens and into my foot, but it just kind of like boop, like hissed <laughs> the bottom of my foot, I was like ah oh, bloody hell, and I pulled my foot up and had the, was it like, like a, a, a plank alone? of wood, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> so I was like oh that's okay, and it was kind of painful and stuff, and it was, I went into work and I was talking to the kind of medical professional at work, and yeah. she was like, did it break the skin, yeah, you need a tetanus jab. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, fucking hell. So, when I had the jab, that's that's kind of fine. And and then uh, recently, I was talking to um, a friend of mine who, for the purposes of this story, shall remain nameless. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we were talking about kind of being caught off guard. I was telling this story, that story, and um, we were saying about being caught off guard in yeah. the doctor's surgery and um, how things like if you get tested at a gun clinic or something like it's really embarrassing it's also rather uncomfortable yeah but and i'll tell you off mike who this is i am 99.9 percent .9 sure you will guess who it is right because i mean i've only got a couple of other friends but <laughs> he's having trouble going to the toilet right so when he's having a poo he's getting like weird like stabbing pains okay. in his yeah. butthole. Yeah, right, yeah. So he calls me. I mean, five minutes in. Yeah, go on. He calls me and he explains this to me. What do you think I should do? <laughs> like, you need to go to the doctor. Yes, take care. And he's like, it's not just when I'm pooping, it's just like all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, fuck. And it's like someone's stabbing me. I was like, yeah, you need to go to the <laughs> doctors. I said, because it could be something really innocuous, but, you know, we're into the age now where prostates become a, a thing. Bodies basically <laughs> start to give up. Yeah. yeah. And so, so anyway, really long-winded story short, he says, I go into the doctors, I sit down, and I explain what's happening. Knowing full well that the doctor's gonna say, let me take a look. Yeah. So the doctor says to him, um, can you just go behind the thing there and get undressed? Yeah. So he said, I walk behind there, and for a split second I was like, do I? Does he want me to be completely naked? Because he said get undressed. Like, do I? Do I need to put like a robe on or something? Oh, please tell me. And he, so he was stood there. So he was like, he took his trousers and his pants down. Yeah. And he was like, obviously, you look down, can't see the penis at all. No. The penis has <laughs> gone back <laughs> on this itself. situation. The penis is so scared. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it's no, 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 hide it. <laughs> and apparently, he went to the doctors. Do I need to take my t-shirt off? And the doctor replied, is there a pain in the area where your t-shirt covers? No. Probably just keep it on then. <laughs> so he keeps it on and of course doctor does the old finger up the arse. Yeah. And uh, we're kind of, yeah, we, and I was laughing, obviously he's describing it in great amounts of detail. But he was, he said I was kind of bent over. And look, listeners, this is not one of those stories where it's like <laughs> my a, friend a black and white flashback no but like my friend like genuinely <laughs> it's not me like i've told worse stories than that on the pod but anyway he so he's bent over his sort of legs spread and he said I, he said the weirdest part about it was that the doctor was instead of just like you know lubing up and going in yeah the doctor was like parted the bum cheeks 
Yeah. So he had to kind of like, he had one hand kind of leaning on the, at the bottom of his back, plopped open arse cheeks <laughs> and he, like held it open. <laughs> and my, I nearly said his name then. My power was like, <laughs> it was like really airy. And then I was thinking, oh God, what if I'm not as clean down there as I thought I was? And he's like an inch away from the, like the, <laughs> the, the zone. And then like the, that all kind of, you know, he does this thing and it turns out he's, he's got an infection in his prostate and yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then I sort of said, imagine how bad it would have been if you'd have, if he'd have been like, okay, we're all done, and you'd have turned round, and he was pulling his trousers and pants back up, <laughs> like the doctor. Because, like, what do you do? You go to the doctor, well, and they're just like, do that. I've got a similar story. Okay. But it is about myself. Okay, fine. So I, I found a little lump in my testicular region. Okay. And naturally, at our age, as we mentioned, yeah. that's a bit of a panic. Yeah. So I went to the doctors, explained it. She was lovely. She said, that's fine. Let's obviously have a look as well I'll, I'll see what it is and it turns out it was a cyst and it's gone away and it was fine right but at the time she's feeling it and I'm laying on the bed and basically I'm laying on my back with my legs akimbo <laughs> right and there is a lady fondling my balls with the non-existent <laughs> penis above it like, it's now a clitoris yeah <laughs> I'm, basically I went in for a sex change yeah. and it was over really quickly <laughs> But it just it folds back in itself like, uh, a, like a weak crunch it just hides like away. a mole just goes boom <laughs> burrows back into the inside of your body yeah so anyway she does that it's fine all good Tesbot is happy then she says something I don't think any doctor should ever say right she, well this, first she says this she goes have you ever had a prostate exam because I was over 30 now she went well now you're over 30 yeah. you really should yeah and I was like, okay. And she went, oh, good, okay. And I just thought, while I was down here, I may as well. So Yeah. I mean, I kind of get what she's saying. I know, but I was just sort of like, yeah, may as well. Just shove your fingers up my ass. It's fine. Yeah, I feel like I kind of have to gear myself up for it. Well, I was basically in a sideways fetal position, so I was already ready to start sort of weeping. Yeah, yeah. And she was she was very gentle. <laughs> <laughs> she caressed me. She put on some Marvin Gaye. She started running her gloved hand through my hair. <laughs> This is turning into a, a fucking fan fiction. No, what this is turning into <laughs> is two middle-aged men talking, talking about, about prostates, testic testicles, <laughs> and you know, it's like what the fuck, listeners. I'm sorry, but if you're younger than this and you're you know, you've got this oh, to come, you're fucked. If yeah, you're older than this, then you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. I mean, sorry. No one tells you what you get with us is the truth yeah we are bringing the truth in a world of distorted media and a world of fake news we are bringing you the truth that when you have any exam in your genital region as a man your penis will disappear <laughs> on itself it will run away from you and that is the truth that is the truth Welcome to episode 36, and you join our intrepid heroes as they sit in their chairs, waiting for something to happen. I like that. Did you like that? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Any time that the word intrepid is used, one of my, generally one of my favourite words. It's um, a great word. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pumped, man. I think I'm really excited about our conclusion 
of Batman and Robocop. Well, you're going to have to wait for that. The listeners, you are going to have to wait. And we are too, because I've not read it, you've not read it. Well, I don't even know um, where you've got it from. For all I, I know, don't know. You've made it up. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that, because I did think to myself, I might try and write an erotic fan fiction, but the problem is it won't be as good no. because I'll be consciously trying to throw things in so I can't do it no. but there, again in, since the last episode the amount of people that have got in contact and said like when are we getting the last the final <laughs> part it's like it's the we, we haven't even written it <laughs> no, no. I just found it randomly on a website it's like it's not even ours it's wonderful but though. so many so many listeners have got in contact uh, which you can do listeners tell us if you by the end of the episode if you enjoy the conclusion of the, the climax the great the climax uh, of the great story ever told you can get in contact with us in all the usual places just as a gentle tickling reminder you can go on Instagram um, and Twitter at babblementpod uh, or at uh, babblementpod at gmail.com you'd think after 36 episodes you, you, would, you would know it off by heart do you know what I mean I mean that's that's your I know, I know, I know, I know. But you can, we can also have things given to us by much closer sources. Okay, like my wife. Okay, you're with. Who told me a very brief but amusing story about my son. Okay, and a moment of genius from a child who was only seven. This is the second bit of genius, lest we forget him calling you you could be called Jeff with an axe exactly which listeners I have now changed Lee's name on my phone <laughs> to Jeff ellipses with an axe it's real yeah. it's amazing yeah well he had another one great so basically wife's in the front room he's gone to the toilet and there's a summoning mum what I've just worked something out have you well yeah if I sit down and pee I don't have to wash my hands. <laughs> it's like, mind blown. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. it. He's worked out why all 30 plus year old men sit down to piss. Man, go wash your hands now, mate. Just pull out your pants, walk out. I mean, I, I'm worried for how clever he's going to be. Because, I mean, some kids are sort of geniuses in the. You see them in spelling bees and you see them doing incredible mathematical equations. And then my son works out that he can sit down and take a piss and not have to wash his hands yeah sometimes there's a posh wee the posh wee yeah sometimes I do early very different to the posh wank yes absolutely <laughs> yeah posh wee really wouldn't work but I can remember um, I can remember no I don't need to remember I sometimes when I wake up and you know, again, this uh, this whole episode is going to be too like you're really going to get how old we are now, <laughs> right? Because you go, you wait, you know, when my alarm goes off early, and especially this time of year, and it's getting dark, you're like, ugh. And I get, and I only have to walk like a foot to my bathroom, and I go in. Sometimes I, you have to, you have to have the early morning piss, yeah, like the the piss that go the the piss with no end, <laughs> the open ended uh, piss, <laughs> and you think, where have I been storing that? Do you know what I mean? Well, so, sometimes <laughs> how long is he pissing? Yeah, exactly. Once a week for twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, <laughs> just build it up. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna have a little sit down. Yeah. And and like the other morning, I was sat down, had a piss, and 100% fell asleep. <laughs> sat down, having a piss. <laughs> so the boy, the boy's gonna go places if if he. Um, but I also 
I always wash my hands after, I've, even if I've I had can't a piss. Help it. I have to wash my if hands. If I touch the door handle, because I know that other people being yeah. their genitator, I've got to wash my hands. I've even got to take a piss. Why don't they make all toilet doors like auto, or that they open outwards? rather than inwards because it's in you have to put your hand on the handle and you have to pull it yeah at least now, you I understand sort of push your way that out. it's because if you push the door you could hit someone I do understand Similarly, that they can push the door and exactly. hit you on the way out so what difference or just that? get rid of doors yeah have like those dangly like <laughs> the bees out. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> honestly imagine that entrance to the toilet every time you double hand swoop as you yeah, pull them out with like, a smoke, smoke machine so uh, it's like stars in their eyes <laughs> tonight Matthew I'm going to be <laughs> pebble dashing <laughs> <laughs> I have a really funny story, man. I've just thought about this. Now, oh. it's about my mum, okay? Right. And she, the reason why I'm telling it, because it is quite an incriminating story, but the reason why I'm telling it is because the way she told it to me was so blase. And when I questioned her, she couldn't understand why I would have a problem with this, right? <laughs> okay, go on. So. About two months ago, her toilet broke. Right. And when I say it broke, it didn't just stop working. It overflowed and essentially the whole thing collapsed. And there was like shit running through into her kitchen. Oh, good God. Like there was just shit. And it happened at like midnight on a Friday night. So, so it just gave up on life on its own? It just, yeah, it just get. It's always been a bit dodgy. Like when I temporarily lived there, I was always scared to have a dump right, because you weren't convinced. You, it never. You'd have to flush it like a four hundred times. Had a really weak flush. Right. Anyway, so toilets out of bounds for like four days until she can get a plumber around to fix it. So poor fucking woman. She's on her hands and knees at like two o'clock in the morning after being in bed. Christ. And scrubbing, oh. like not. It's not her shit necessarily. Like the outside pipe is pushing uh, sewage water into her flat, uh, ruined her kitchen floor. Like she's got a new kitchen floor and all this. Terrible, and I felt really bad, obviously, because it's like she's my mum, I'm an only child, I'm her son, I should be there to protect her. Kind of <laughs> glad that shit. I wasn't. From the shit. Uh, yeah, I could have made down. a human shield. <laughs> shit. Just, don't worry, mother. I'm behind I'll you, mum. Save you. <laughs> like those things that used to contain oil slicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a stampede. Amazing. Anyway, so I said, obviously, my next logical thing is how did you take a shit? And right. she was like, that, well, there's a question. Because my mum... You know what? I'm not going to go into the, in the context of my mum's bowels, but <laughs> she has the opposite problem to me. All right. So hardly ever shits, which is why I ask. So I thought maybe she didn't have a shit for four days. <laughs> Unfortunately for her, she had to have a shit for, like, in that time. Right. So I'm thinking, bath? Oh. Shit in the bath? Just, Garden, knock on the neighbour's door and say, "Look, I'm really embarrassed right? to ask this, but but can I have a shit?" Yeah, she went, "No, no, no it was cool." Because you know, I've got that little um, like um, <laughs> pumpkin bucket that I put sweets in when it's Halloween. So it's like a little plastic bucket, like a it looks like a cauldron <laughs> with pumpkins on it. She's like, "Yeah, I just put." Two black bin bags in it and just shut oh, right. in so that. Just shit straight into the. No. Thing. Okay. All right. But then I said, "Oh, I quite like that cauldron." She went, "Oh no, I've still got it." 
Oh, oh, what do you mean you've still got it? Well, you well, got the sweets in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was like, well, no, I didn't shit directly into it. I shat in the bag. I was like, but hang on a minute, mum. <laughs> It's it's only when like when you put it on the floor, it's probably only like <coughs> like six inches off the floor. I was like, did you have to crouch like really close? Like, how did you get? She was like, well, I'm not going to go into the logistics of it. I was like, no, I think you should. That's amazing. <laughs> Pinpoint accuracy into this tiny Halloween cauldron, <laughs> like a World War Two bomber or something like that. Right? Yeah, four hundred feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even I couldn't do that. Fucking hell. Impressive, Snake. I really hope that she never listens to this episode. <laughs> I might send it to her. Can you imagine? Seagulls. Oh, they're fucking dickheads, aren't they? <laughs> have you got another story? I have. Unbelievably. <laughs> what? Hang on. Seagull news. Do, 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 we need a, do, do, we need a theme tune for it. We do. I'm going to have to add something in. Um, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, what I was like, they don't go cacao, do they? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, tr I'm trying to summon my inner seagull and come up with something on the fly. We'll come up with it later. Okay. <laughs> now, you mentioned a couple of pods ago that to prevent a seagull from mugging you off, you have to stare at it. In the eyes. In the eyes. This is a headline from The Guardian. Beware the risks if you do stare down a seagull. <laughs> right? No, wait. Go on. <laughs> End of the headline. It may lead to love. <laughs> right? Seagulls are intimidated by eye contact, a study has found. Just make sure you look away before four minutes have elapsed. What? Right? So, apparently, so a lady called Madeline Gumas from Exeter University conducted a study. Now, bearing in mind, science, curing cancer, curing yep. disease. Discovering new Conducted studies about genetics, about stem cells. Madeline Gumas from Exeter University conducted a study where she ate chips on a beach. Now, I'm not an expert in what constitutes What's a study. What's your PhD Chips. It's like, no, she was just eating some chips and thought, hmm. Now, listen to this, right? If she kept her eyes down, she was inundated with greedy seagulls, but... Greedy seagulls? Yeah, inundated. <laughs> But if she stared at them <laughs> as they approached, they would flap off. Oh. Now, the problem is, she said, this works, but you've got to keep it to under four minutes. Because in 97, the psychologist Arthur Aaron found out that if you stared into somebody's eyes for four minutes, you would fall in love with them. Now, again, I'm not a scientist, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say, staring into a person's eyes and staring into the eyes of a seagull is slightly different. Yeah. Right? I would hope so. She then says, definitely don't stare at a seagull for 10 minutes. <laughs> and you go, oh, she's making a little joke. No, no. 
In 2015, a researcher from the University of Urbino in Italy made a volunteer stare, volunteers stare into each other's eyes for 10 minutes and it actually altered their state of consciousness. Many people reported seeing monsters, family members and themselves within the face of their partner. So, she's trying to say that if I stared at a seagull for 10 minutes you start to hallucinate I would start to see the face of myself in, on, on the, the seagull's seagull. body yeah now I don't know about you <laughs> I'm going to stare at a seagull for 10 minutes <laughs> definitely because I definitely want to see what that looks and like and I want someone to question this woman and to find out if she's actually done anything scientific recently I just honestly mate I, I again I just can't I mean you s- animals in general I think yeah because I, I've got something not seagull related well then I don't care but you might do after <laughs> I tell you <laughs> listen he looked genuinely sad there when For I said I didn't second, care I was like, <laughs> oh good oh, fuck okay, you <laughs> well if I just read out this tweet that I've got mm-hmm. beekeepers have trained dogs to sniff out killer disease called American foul brood that wipes out hives. Okay. This is verbatim, by the way. Right. They have their own beekeeping suits to protect them from the stings. <laughs> it's a sausage dog! It's a sausage dog in a beekeeper outfit! Literally what a normal human beekeeper would wear, <laughs> but sausage dog sized and on the fucking dog. It's incredible. Oh, it will little... be on the Instagram. Oh my god. God, isn't it absolutely fantastic? Yeah, so you saved that with a picture because I was thinking, yeah, okay, that's fairly interesting. But a sausage dog in a beekeeper's outfit—that's <laughs> what I get up in the morning for. So I'm starting to think, yeah, what we should do is like you can train animals, like they trained a, a dog to do that. Maybe we could get a seagull and train it to infiltrate. It's like, make it a double agent, if you will. Oh, to infiltrate the seagull community. Yeah. Let us know the secrets. What can we really do to fight off this seagull insurgency? Inside job. You heard it here first. Stay tuned. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chips. <laughs> Yeah, hang on. <laughs> she wasn't doing the experiment. She was just selling BTs of chips. Fucking shit. Just because she's got a PhD. She's like, just because you've got a PhD doesn't mean that everything you do is an experiment. And then she brought up two examples that were nothing to do with her. No. It's like, what did you actually... Oh, I just looked at some seagulls and ate some chips. Give her a fucking award. I know. Go and do something useful. Jesus. Like, train one to infiltrate. Yes! Ah! Yes! <laughs> or sit in a shed talking about seagulls. Exactly. <laughs> Kid <Kill. laughs> Don't be angry. Don't be pissed. Just sit there and put it on your head, please. And for not singing, it's definitely your turn. Okay. By the way, I listened the other day, because I'm a self-indulgent wanker, 
to the first time when you sang it live and the moment where I go I think we're gonna need to come up with a jingle for this because and you just go boom <laughs> and I can hear because I remember the moment the expression on my face just staring at you like oh my god that was amazing <laughs> and 36 episodes in and it's still the same um, so I've got three this week maybe four okay. hang on one two three I've got four I've definitely got two one could technically be split up okay so um people who ask you a question or start a sentence and then don't finish so they say i saw this really funny thing the other day and they start looking on their phone oh my god or they go can i just ask i get it at work can i just ask you a question yeah yeah i was just looking click 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 so what? Oh yeah, hang on, click, click. No, 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 don't ask me the question uh, until you're ready to ask the fucking question. That is my 14 year old um, child. Well, yeah, but you expect it from a 14 year old. Oh well, yeah, not adults. Apple juice inconsistency. <laughs> I am partial to a little apple juice, Yes. right? Do enjoy the apples. No apple juice tastes the same. No, how do they get it so wrong? Orange juice, kind of the same. Yeah. All other juices, kind of the same. Apple juice, you could go into one shop and try the eight different varieties of apple juice they have. All of them taste completely different. Yeah. It makes circumnavigating the apple juice world almost impossible, and I'm <laughs> sick of it. Um, now, I've got... This one is kind of hard to, to explain, but responding to an event on Facebook as if you are important so the example steve martin mm. and oh my god i've forgotten his name frank <laughs> from father of the bride there's one for the kids <laughs> right i can't remember his martin short yeah they are doing a comedy tour yes it's kind of like an evening with <clears throat> and they're coming to the uk awesome and i have no interest in seeing either of them but I saw a comment and I thought that's interesting and this woman had commented on it now I think they're playing at like I don't know fucking London Palladium say right she puts oh it's a real shame that you're so far away I won't be able to attend it would be really good if you did it on and then named an obscure town hall from her local area because then I'd definitely be able to come now, do you reckon Steve Martin whoa, 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 is going to go... Hang on, chaps. <laughs> oh, shit. Linda really wants us to visit... Barrow-on-the-Sea. Town Hall. <laughs> you know what? Let's cancel the Palladium and go... So, wh what are you expecting? Why are you putting that? Just fucking die. <laughs> the la my last one is uh, Crisp Prejudice. <laughs> right? Now, bear with me. <coughs> Excuse me. Class system, mm. I didn't notice until I went to university. Right. Naturally, yeah. Because we were all working class growing up, right? Yeah. Didn't really care about it at uni. Didn't really mind. Working where in the location that I work now, I notice class because I work in an incredibly white middle class area. Yeah. However, what I didn't expect 
was that it was going to infiltrate the crisp world. <laughs> because the amount of dirty looks I get when on the very odd occasion I will buy a packet of roast beef Monster Munch. Right. And they sort of look at you like you're a working class troglodyte. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking oik. Ten year old oik. How yeah. dare you? And it's like your taste buds. You. It's like just because I don't uh, eat. Don't you understand that there's an eggplant that's around? Yeah, there's a fucking <laughs> Prosecco and ham hock popcorn. <laughs> it's like just have some fucking Monster Munch. Some skips, some wheat crunchies. Get some real McCoys in you. Then you're no working class. That's, I don't get it, man. It's like, how dare you? How dare you judge me for my choice of Chris? Well, I've got al- almost all food related, funnily enough. Have you? Uh, the first one is, since we're getting into the Halloween season, Yeah. pumpkin spice anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. might have mentioned it before. I don't care. If, right. it, if it's that time no, of the year, it's mentioned again because pumpkin spice everything is now available. Yeah. As we get into October. Well, it's because they've got all this excess fucking pumpkin <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> what are we going to do with it? I'll make a spice out of it as well. Yeah, oh, yeah good idea. We can sell that all year round. Yeah. I hate it. Absolutely fucking hate it. I hate okay. the taste of pumpkin. If I want to taste a farmyard, I'll go and lick the farmyard. That's what I may as well do. <laughs> Pumpkin's rank. Do I won't do that. Don't do that. that. Um, but similarly, uh, I also hate seasonal foods. Like, okay. Like, they're served because it's the season it's tradition i.e. things like mince pies at Christmas and Christmas pudding <laughs> both things can burn in a fire as far as I'm I concerned I disagree They're fucking disgusting I love mince pies absolutely hate them I, lo- I would just eat a jar of mince pie innards savoury pretend mince I uh, love mince pies no. Christmas pud I'd take it or leave it no they can both burn if okay. I'm having a pie it's an apple pie well if you burn the pud that will make it even better a bit of brandy no or a bit of cognac that is brandy last of the don't foods don't drink. go on related when you're eating something say you've gone out for a nice picnic somewhere or you're getting your lunch outside the office or you're generally in an outside environment or maybe you're not but you get a bit of grit in your sandwich <laughs> or on your pasty or whatever and it's in your teeth and you can hear it crunching yeah. and no matter what you do you try and wash your mouth out you think you're all good and then like three hours later you eat something else like, and you hear a crunch motherfucker <laughs> yeah. like, get out of my mouth I can't stand it it's horrible I, uh, we're, disgusting I um, was at a wedding I, I mentioned it on the last one in Derby a few weeks back and uh, they had uh, we had the meal and I did that thing where I was eating stuff that I shouldn't eat but I was trying not to make a fuss yeah okay ended up on the toilet for most of the night but Dying, yeah. yeah yeah but fine but I'd been trying to get something out of my teeth for about three hours, <laughs> and it was getting to the point where I thought I was gonna ha- I was gonna start crying because <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my teeth. But it was sort of where I've had issues with my wisdom tooth, right? It was lying on the bit of my my wisdom tooth, like is, and right. it was, and I was like, oh fucking hell, and it felt like a tooth. Right. And I was trying to get, and I hate people that so that could go on the list is in public when you've eaten something, you see people like hooking lumps of food out of their teeth, looking at it on the end of their finger and then eating it yeah it's like you dirty bastard (laughs) but eventually it shifted and I welled up because I was so happy (laughs) that a bit of food had (laughs) vacated the cavity where my wisdom tooth lies rotting in my face (laughs) say that about that with the hooking teeth out in public my last one is something like that okay people who either 
cough or sneeze yeah. in public and do nothing about it. Oh, that is unbelievable. They literally just cock their head back and go, oh, yeah. and just shit goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then you basically got to walk into a gas cloud of potential you know, viruses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thanks, mate. Thanks very much. It happened to me um, a while back in Primark, and this woman, like, oh, that must I be like tough. turned to the corner, <laughs> and I was literally like, less than a foot away from me, just went <coughs> and coughed directly into my mouth. And I, and normally, because you know, because I'm British, I wouldn't say anything. And I, and I sort of like jolted back, and I went, "You just coughed in my face." <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. I was like, "Well, no, I know you didn't follow me round the shop. <laughs> wait till I was really close, and then cough into my mouth." But that's not the point. <laughs> Cover your mouth, you dirty bastard! <laughs> I don't want to catch idiot from you. <laughs> I don't want to catch fucking moron from you. <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> right in the mouth! Right in the mouth! How hard is people on the list? God! Get them all on there. Oh, Everyone's on the list! Yeah! <laughs> I'm actually in a good mood. I know, me too! <laughs>so cast your mind back mm -hmm. to when I mentioned an extreme sport. Yes. Of combat juggling. Yes. Well, I found something else which is very similar. Okay. Uh, not so much of the combat this time but very much in a thing you don't think should be a televised sport but it is somehow became a thing okay i like that as one uh, as a throwback to like jobs you didn't know you needed inventor deaths have sports that you didn't know needed to exist yeah okay so now we have world chase tag okay which i'm going to show you but i will describe okay so it's essentially a game of tag which is conducted via two teams of 1v1. It's kind of like pseudo parkour, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like an assault course specifically set up for parkourians, <clears throat> I'm gonna call them. Yeah. And the two dudes are basically just bendy chimps. Yeah, it's absolutely mad. Flying around like nutters. And it, I know, so, so yeah, so they've got a 20 second time limit, and if they don't get caught, the point goes to the person who doesn't get caught. If they do, it goes to the person who does. Okay, yeah, yeah, really simple. But obviously, like it spurs like people just bouncing around like psychopaths. And then I found another one on Netflix. Did I tell you about it? Called Hyperdrive. Don't think so. So this program is singular drivers and their cars, which they've made and tuned up on a track, which is essentially wipeout. Oh shit! For cars. Okay. So they go one at a time along a, an assault course for cars, but and it's some of the most mental, like drift driving, like the first Fast and the Furious. Yeah. The, like the first two. Too fast. And then you had too furious. Then you had Tokyo Drift. I, I mean, okay. It's like all of that combined, but with real people with real cars. And it's absolutely fucking brilliant. I'll have to watch I didn't it. think I'd give a shit. They do a bit of the X Factor. Right. Where they sort of give you a backstory and say, oh, my mom's got cancer. Okay. And then I'm trying to look after my family, so I'm just here trying to do that. And then you instantly watch this person's steering wheel come off. <laughs> it's like, fuck me, this is amazing. Wow. Like, literally, there's a, there's a guy, he's flying around this track at like 80 mile an hour, and his gear stick comes off in his hand. Mm. And he goes, fuck. 
gear sticks come off and you just see him like panicking he starts changing gears with his fingers finishes the course qualifies shit it's like what the fuck did I just watch so I highly recommend <laughs> I will definitely hyperdrive. watch it um, hyperdrive on Netflix give but me a yeah, shout out but again I didn't know I needed to watch an assault course for cars but when you did but when I did yeah I found out that it was exactly what I needed in my life it's funny because when you brought up combat juggling the old brain started ticking I started to think about what would be the best combat sport slash what could be added to a sport to make it better well what can we add combat to to make yeah to improve any it? kind of so an obvious one would be something like football like an already existing yeah, combat sport but what I would like to see battle badminton yeah battle badminton would be really because badminton is fucking shit it is normally but what if we made the net lower yeah. So that you can hop over it yeah. and give your opponent a cheeky twonk, but you're not allowed to then hit the badminton uh, what, what is shuttlecock. It? The shuttlecock, sorry. Yeah. You're not allowed to hit that. You're only allowed to hit the opposing team. And the net's on fire. Ah, oh, yes. Halfway through, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine, badminton. imagine just fire anything. <laughs> fire tennis. Fire t- Halfway Amazing. through a rally, balls on fire, nets on fire. <laughs> Boom. Imagine hoarding a tennis ball at like a hundred miles an hour on fire. <laughs> Fire bowling. <laughs> yeah. Halfway down the fucking whatever it's called. Was it called Alley? No. Yeah. Yeah. Ball just on fire. Pins on fire. Fire a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the question isn't that's the right. horse is on fire? The yeah. course is on fire. Yeah, they have to jump over burning buildings and, yeah. and make action horses. Or add any think of any sport you can think of, then add ball pit balls. <laughs> Imagine football with ball pit balls. Amazing rugby, but, uh, but the the ratio and volume of balls in a ball pit. So you've got like two feet of balls. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how many balls are on any at any given, given ball. playing surface. Yeah, like so if, yeah, fuck sort of sexist mud wrestling and oil wrestling. I want to see ball pit wrestling. Yeah, is that you want to see our fit? Because it's just balls. Synchronized ball pit swimming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just fill a swimming pool with balls from a ball pit. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see. I, I know we talked about on a real early pod. And listeners, just a little interjection here for a second. Because we gather, obviously because we're so cutting edge, we gather new listeners all the time. And if you are listening to these later episodes and haven't gone back to the beginning just what are go, you doing? go back to the beginning what are you doing? this is not a kind of serial arced podcast but there are things that you need backgrounds on you need to know who why we love Barry Gibb you need to know why Dave Benson Phillips appears so fucking much but you talked about or we talked about a puppy ball pit so yes. replace the balls with puppies yeah. and use lion. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. <laughs> so the ball pit is something we've spoken about before. I mean, our very first episode, lest we forget, was soft play. Exactly. And so, but I genuinely think there should be a soft play area for adults that's called hard play. Yes. And it's just a bunch of men and women of our age, you know, 30-year-olds, just going fucking mental. Yeah, but don't make it kid-sized. No, adult-sized everything. Yes. So the balls are bigger in the ball pit. And the ball pit is bigger in the ball pit. 
and those <laughs> and those things that like those like weird bits of elastic that you fall down you try yeah. and like climb through that needs to be the size of like a super king bed yeah and you just like trying to crawl your way i would go to it every day that <laughs> would be great if we ever make that the kind of david schwimmer money yeah we should <laughs> Schwimmer David Schwimmer money. Not MC Hammer money. No, David Schwimmer money. Talking about that Schwimmer. <laughs> we should in it. We should buy a warehouse when the babblement takes off and we make that Schwimmer money. Yeah. We'll buy a warehouse and we will set up the babblement hard play area. <laughs> Schwimmer money. Build it and they will come. Yes. It will be full. Imagine how many deaths there would be. <laughs> Just like middle-aged guys having a heart attack. <laughs> Too much ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> you can never have too much ball pit. <laughs> so we received um, a listener hate list. Ooh. Um, which I, I, I mentioned to you we had. We also received something I didn't tell you about just for this very moment. Ooh. From another listener, we received a Tinder nightmare. Oh my God. So I'll start with Big Melly from London got in contact. Hello. Hey, email and said, uh, hate list. My huge hate list is people that get on a train and bunch up at the door when there is loads of space down the train. I just can't fathom why you would want your head in someone's armpit rather than having space. <laughs> then, when the train arrives at your station and you can't get on because everyone is smooshed at the door, the amount of times I've had to shout, MOVE DOWN! <laughs> or, miss my train because I can't get on. Totally agree with you, Big Melly. Come on, a hundred percent. We can coexist better than that. We absolutely can. Um, and then, um, random listener who I don't know, um, who I think by looking at the um, at the Instagram account is a listener from the US of A. Okay. Um, can't work out what their name is because their Instagram name wasn't their real name. But anyway, let's call them. Chad. Chad. Chad has got in contact with this. This is one singular Tinder nightmare message. Ready? Let's say this is Brandon and Cindy. So Brandon has matched with Cindy and sent her this message. Did you know that Australia has nearly 9 million feral cats, with the number growing each year due to overbreeding and additional pets, and being abandoned and released each year? These cats cause millions of dollars in damages to, to homes and places of business and can create an imbalance in the ecosystem because they kill native species indiscriminately. The only way to solve this problem is by rounding them up and either rehabilitating them or humanely euthanizing them. So if you're free this weekend, let me know so I can murder that pussy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, they had me in the first half. Do you know what I mean? First <laughs> I was thinking, finally a nice message. Oh, oh. I mean, nice message talking about putting down feral cats. I mean, not well, an articulate message. They're yeah. not a nice message, but, but an articulate, well-informed message. Switch, then you fucked it. Switch around. Gents, stop saying things like murdering pussy. It's not going to work. Just be nice, be sensible, have consent, and just don't be a dick. And then afterwards, murder the pussy. And murder that <laughs> pussy. 
And so ends the trip through the prostate area <laughs> that is episode 36. <laughs> In the prostate, out of the epididymis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, literally, that is a perfect analogy because what we've been waiting for, yeah, listeners, it, the rest of it was all filler. You, you probably didn't even fucking listen. No, we've just vamped until as, we as got soon as to we this. said it's coming. Everyone just skipped yeah. until they heard this section because they know it's time. It's time for the f- the, the concluding chapter of Batman and RoboCop. Now, listeners. Again, I'll give you this warning. If you have not listened to the previous two episodes and you have arrived on this one, stop right now. Stop. Thank you very much. Stop. Go back to two episodes previously, episode 34, and listen. I mean, go back and listen to all of them, but listen to chapter one, then two, and now three of Batman and Robocop. Now, just as a quick recap um, from the last chapter... Lee settling in, got his feet up. Yeah. Um, Batman and Robocop fucked. It was weird. There was lots of weird oil. If you remember, Robocop used a grenade. Yeah. Penis. Yep. He. Um, they both entered a hippie headquarters. The hippies were selling bootleg mamas and papas t-shirts. My God. And the end of the chapter was two men trying to open the doors feeling dizzy some kind of poison gas had been released and they passed out so now we rejoin batman and robocop presumably unconscious okay i've been waiting for this wake up you bastards no i've got to do a better hippie voice than that haven't i wake up you bastards uh, hey man, hey man, wake up you bastards, <laughs> shouted the old hippie, slapping Batman's and Robocop's faces. <laughs> so you want to invade our divine shrine, do you? Batman got control of himself again. He and Robbo were chained <laughs> to a chair in the middle of a big room, Proper. with three hippies <laughs> looking at them. Mate, you need to listen to this. Listeners, are you ready for this? Batman got control of himself again. He and Robbo were chained to a chair in them middle of a big room when, with three hippies looking at them and a legion of zombies behind waiting orders. What? What? This is went to a hundred. Why did you kill Oliver? Asked Batman. <laughs> fuck's sake we didn't kill him man he's i added the man he is reborn like the others we taught them the hippie way of life they fight against the vietnam the corporate corp oh my god the corporate corporations (laughs) and the pottery industry Now they will be our sexual zombie slaves, cried cried the mad hippie. (laughs) Oh, what? They fight against the Vietnam, the corporate corporations, (laughs) and the pottery industry. What the fuck's the pottery industry ever done? (laughs) Why Vietnam? They haven't been involved in anything for a long time. You bastards, said Robocop with a monotone voice. Check. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who's saying these lines. Hang on. Okay, you can't understand, 
The dream must not end. The peace and love is eternal. Muaha, muaha, muaha. <laughs> the lead hippie snapped his fingers, and the zombie legion moved towards the heroes. Heroes. Fuck," said Batman. <laughs> "These corpses are good. No, how does he speak? I'm doing the same voice. <laughs> These corpses are going to eat our brains. We have no hope, RoboCop. It's all over. If only I could kiss you again." <laughs> Because that's what he'd think. Sorry, bad man. It's sad our relationship ends this way. The zombies are approaxing the heroes. <laughs> every time nearer. Every time faster. Oh my god. And then they stop. They are completely immobile. Doing nothing. And only st starring ba <laughs> Batman and Robocop. Bad man. These zombies aren't going to eat us. These zombies aren't going to eat us. <laughs> Looks like this, but why? <laughs> Bruce Wayne is suddenly a fucking moron. <laughs> the mad lead hippie, them shout. Where you fuckers stuck? Come on. Stucked. Eat the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Batman looked down, thought a bit, and understood. You shit hippie. You told me that you taught them the hippie w a way of life, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> this is elementary, my dear smelly disease-laden in 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 intelligent animals friend. The hippie way of life means peace, love, and meat-free regimen. These zombies only eat veg. Wait, what? Oh yeah, these zombies only eat vegetables. <laughs> the hippie understood, looked down, <laughs> clenched his hands, looked up, and uttered, "No!" <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> oh my god! And there's more. My friend here eats only eats car oil. I eat bats and rats. <laughs> I'm, Why? I mean, notoriously, Bruce Wayne was terrified of bats. But you three, I believe, he's talking about the hippies, I think, are full of delicious fruits, green plants, and muesli inside your stomachs. <laughs> the three hippies looked one another in horror. The zombies looked one another in joy. Now they're going to eat good and healthy food. The undead started to move in the hippies' direction. They were encircled and couldn't escape. Oliver was the first, ripping the lead hippie belly and opening its stomach with his own nails. The hippie bowels fell on the ground and it was stuffed with delicious grass. But the zombies didn't want to eat. Hang on. Because there's blood. Grass? I mean... The hippie was eating grass. Well, it's fine because... Don't be afraid, zombies, said Robocop. Their blood is full of vitamin and minerals. The iron is good for your heart. The zombies smelled and started to eat the three hippies alive, drinking all of their blood, eating the bones, and licking the skin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't do that. The only, they only left intact the meat. 
because it is sin now hang on that's not it no there is another chapter but it's like two paragraphs so we're very close to the end okay ready after the crime was solved it was time to depart what crime? What? What's been solved? What happened to the zombies? Bruce Wayne was holding Robocop's hands and looking in his helmet-covered eyes. <laughs> so not looking at his eyes. So not looking at his eyes then. <laughs> Robocop, you made me a new man. It's a shame we need to go separate ways. Will you remember me forever? Robocop's just got little screens in front of his eyes watching like a news car. <laughs> yeah. No, it. there's just like digital tears just rolling down the <laughs> LCD screen no, of no, his no, eyes. No, no, no. They just go... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just flash. Will you remember me forever? Yes, Bruce. Yes. Because I'm a computer. Don't believe him. <laughs> and the two joined their lips doing their last kiss. Bruce then waved his hand entered a taxi cab and went away to Gotham but Robocop didn't tell Bruce that his memories of their love night will exist no more they must be erased together with the knowledge of his secret identity for the sake of Batman's crime fighting for the humanity <laughs> it will be as it it will be as it in <laughs> fuck me it will be as it never happened but one thing Robocop knew he won't have the memories, but his passion and strong feelings will be forever in this heart. That can't be destroyed. The end. Bravo. Bravo. <sighs> Feels like a weight has been lifted from my shoulders. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Mm. I think the third instalment was a weaker instalment of the trilogy. Yeah, I felt like he kind of ran out of steam when writing it. Um, uh, I'm not even going to start with plot holes. No, I don't think that's sensible. No, because we'll be here for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but um, there you go. Quite the... Uh, quite the journey. I feel... I feel... I feel... How do I feel? I feel... <laughs> Satisfied in some sense, not as much as Batman and or Robocop. Um, Indeed. I feel as if we have been on a epic adventure, cross-collaboratively, you know? Yeah. And I feel like... I feel a real sense of... Um, I guess I feel a real sense of kind of peace, you know. I, f I feel like I feel like there's there's so much going on in the world that makes us that makes us kind of question the morality of society and the way in which we interact with one another. And and in such a fast-paced, fast-moving society. I think the one lesson I've taken from this is if Batman and Robocop can not only strike up a friendship that lasts the ages, but an, an, a level of intimacy that they can both hold on to 
well I mean Batman can hold on to Robocop won't because he has to get his memory bank erased yeah then I sort of feel like Trump and Boris and and Brexit and climate change and fire and racism and sexism and gender inequality and all of those things that we hold so dear and and are so genuinely important to talk about to discuss to dissect to deconstruct if Batman and Robocop can coexist then you know what everything's going to be okay if they can so can we I do think we should start selling bootleg the mamas and the papas t-shirts <laughs> I think we're missing a fucking trick there definitely yeah well until next time good a time as any I'll, I'll go listeners I'll go on the hunt for some more erotic fan fiction for you why the hell not why not and until then goodbye 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 goodbye